Hey, Bucks fans, make sure you follow one of our sponsors, Split Ticks. That's at Split Ticks, S-P-L-I-T-T-I-K-S. They have opportunities where you can reserve sports, concert, or other event tickets with a small deposit and pay out the rest in a flexible payment plan before the event date. So make sure you go follow at Split Ticks, S-P-L-I-T-T-I-K-S. And because you're a listener of this podcast, you get a promo code for a discount. The code is All Things Buccaneers. A L L T H I N G S B U C C A N E E R S. Once again, make sure you use promo code for 10% off at A L L T H I N G S B U C C A N E E R S. And remember, go Bucks. Welcome, Bucks fans, to the All Things Bucks podcast. It's CJ. Follow me on Twitter at CoreyJ863. And it's Corey at Corey underscore Hayes407 on Twitter. All right, guys, we have just got through week one of the NFL season. I know you guys are still high following that game versus the New Orleans Saints. But before we touch on the game information, we just want to make a quick few notes on this week. This will be the only podcast this week. And um, that is due to Hurricane Florence. Corey is actually in the cone line um, for the storm. So he will be working this upcoming weekend. Uh, so we want to send our thoughts and prayers not to, to him and to everyone in that area. Because we all know hurricanes are 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 the real deal. <laughs> uh, especially living here in Florida. So we want to make sure that everyone gets out of that safe if there's evacuation um, warnings or evacuation recommendations i hope that everyone is able to get out who are able to get out of those areas especially in the flooding zones because those can be very unpredictable uh Corey, is there any update from um your perspective on what's going on uh with the hurricane preparations yeah so yesterday uh they started evacuating people like you said in the high flood zones in virginia but the forecast turned so florence was supposed to come and hit north carolina and go straight up the coast now Florence has made a sudden turn, and it's going to hit North Carolina and go south into Georgia towards Alabama. So they, uh, they're they being very cautious still up here in Virginia, but it looks like we're going to get minimal rain and tropical storm winds. But like I said, they're being cautious. As for everyone else in the areas that are going to be affected, please be safe. Evacuate if you have to. Thoughts and prayers to you. Let's get to it. Definitely. And with those things, it's always better to be overprepared than to be underprepared. Uh, so without further ado, let's jump into some Bucks information. Uh, also, guys, make sure you follow um, our other pages on Twitter, the All Things Bucks page. It is at All Things TB Bucks. That's All Things TB Bucks. And also follow the podcast and promotions page. That's ATB Podcast underscore. That's at AT b podcast underscore so sunday we had the shootout to start the season we had the most exciting game of the season who saw that come we got the national media talking about our Tampa bay buccaneers jumping up in all the polls the power ranking because of the shootout and what they witnessed what we already knew our team was capable of but we just haven't seen it in the regular season and fitz magic went out there and tore the building down saints fans was quiet and mad they're going to be quiet and mad for the rest of the year after that 
Corey, what's your thoughts on the game? Man, what a shootout. I was so ecstatic to see our offense come out like that. I was like, man, we've expected this for a long time, but now the offense is actually coming out and producing it. So I was sitting in front of my TV so happy to see that our offense was actually doing what they were doing, especially Fitzmagic, because I didn't expect him to go out there and, and do that and have that type of performance. And because he had that type of performance, he was named the NFC Offensive Player of the Week, which is very, very good for him. And I think they said it was his sixth time in his career that he's had it, but he's never put up numbers like he put up on Sunday. He played damn near a flawless game. Um the, the numbers that he put up, over 400 yards passing, four touchdowns, one rushing touchdown. You saw how he lowered his shoulder on that touchdown run? I was like, is that Fitzy? <laughs> Fitz Magic out here playing the yeah. boom? Fitz, Fitz running the ball like that, man. They did the run pass option at the goal line. I'm surprised Todd Munkin would call something like that. He did the RPO. The defense was baited into going after Peyton Barber. And there goes Fitzpatrick into the end zone, lowering the boom. And how impressed were you with Todd Munkin? calling um the plays for the offense on Sunday. <laughs> oh, it, it is night and day better than what Dirk Cutter has been doing with the offense. I think that this team is like you said, flawless. They uh the offense is so much smoother. I think they need to continue going with the flow. Do not change anything up. I like that they're running some hurry up offense, getting to the line and, and going. I think that the offense was definitely key to our victory on Sunday against the Saints. And if I had to give out an MVP, I would give it to Todd Monken. Yes, Todd, Todd Monken did a phenomenal job calling the play. And they actually took the camera and showed him in in the booth, actually, after celebrating the first touchdown. And you can see how pumped and excited he was um, after that first series. And we got that deep pass to Deshaun Jackson. And how about that? The first touchdown, deep pass, Deshaun Jackson, what we've been waiting for in the regular season. We saw it in the preseason, but we got it, the first touchdown, deep ball to Deshaun Jackson. And that's what we wanted to see. And these wide receivers, I feel like we have the best pass-catching core in the NFL Including our tight ends. Oh, yeah, definitely. Including the tight ends, definitely. Including, I, I grouped the tight ends um, as the pass-catching core because when you stack them up against every other team in the league, they go toe-to-toe with those guys. You may have a better elite receiver or a better elite tight end, but overall as a core, oh, those guys, they come into play. And they showed that on Sunday. Each and every week. Each and every week. Every one-on-one matchup, I felt like they were unstoppable in one-on-one matchups off Fitz Magic had to do was identify and just give our guys a chance, which he did, and they made plays. All right, let's bounce off of that real fast. Talking about the receivers and everything, I'm going to jump into the offensive line. That pass protection the whole game was unbelievable, and it was huge to have Donovan Smith playing left tackle week one because with the combination of Smith, Marpet, and Jensen right there, that was a nasty combo. And nobody, I mean nobody on the Saints defense touched Ryan Fitzpatrick all game long unless they got a rough in the passer penalty. Very true. And and they kept a clean pocket for Fitz, for Fitz Magic to 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 work and uh deliver the ball to to our receivers. And that's what we wanted with this revamp offensive line, because there was a lot of questions coming into the season uh after we made the the signing of Jensen to come into play center. Now we took Marpet from center, moved him back to guard. And there's always questions and people hate on Donovan Smith because he's kind of like the the scapegoat for the offensive line 
for the performance the past couple years. So it was great to see them come out and have the performance that they did because they are very underrated as an offensive line. And I hope this continues throughout the season, uh, especially going into to next Sunday's game. But we're sticking. We're, we're still on the New Orleans game for now. We're still on the New Orleans game. Yeah. So let's just say that we uh, we want an injury free season from the offensive line because those five combined together is something special. And I think that we knew what we were building when we signed Jensen in the off season. Well, I want to. I, well, I think we got to go with all those six on the offensive line because there was still a little rotation at right guard. They put in Evan Smith a couple play a couple series as well, and that was something that uh, you know wasn't talked about as much, and it's something you're not gonna see, um, you know, if you're casually watching the game. But they um, they rotated Evan Smith and and Benadoc at that right guard spot. So I wonder if they're ever gonna settle into one person solidifying that right guard spot, or if it's I mean if it's working, it's working. If you want to rotate, but I would rather see consistency at that spot. Dirk Cutter touched on it today a little bit at the press conference. He said that because one of the reporters asked him about the right guard situation, he was like, there, that's something that you guys really don't need to know. It, it's not something that's going to be something that the media really needs to handle. It's something that we're going to handle as coaches. So, uh, like you said, Evan Smith was coming in. I think he played a little under half of the snaps. They just kept rotating the two of them. Evan Smith is versatile, so he can play three, four positions on the O-line. So I guess they're going to use him as like the Iron Man coming in for big situations to keep people healthy. And that and that's a good and that's a good uh, option to have. Uh, have that veteran that can play multiple spots um, on the offensive line. The last thing for the offense, let's touch on that running game. So in the beginning, the first half of the game, Peyton Barber, that's your boy, Peyton Barber. That is my boy. He came came out and was very impressive, man. They made the offensive line open up holes for him, and he stuck his foot down, got positive yardage every time. What were your thoughts on it? I was watching some highlights. I was watching some film on him, actually, and you could see what the offensive line was doing. They were opening holes, but the holes that they didn't open, he was being patient, and he would wait for the hole to open, and then he'd take off. He was, I think, 19 rushes for 69 yards. He did not get a touchdown, but I was still impressed with the way that he was running the ball because the way we were throwing the ball, we really didn't need to run the ball this game. Exactly. The the wide receivers um, carried the day um, for that first game, and, and you got to stick with what's working. I think that's one of the things I felt like this team didn't do in the past. Once you have uh, something that's working in the game, just stick to it. Why not? If they can't stop it, <laughs> dare them to stop it. Don't go to something else that – the team now you're giving them opportunity to build their confidence up. If they can't stop our wide receivers, keep chunking it up to them for 60 minutes. <laughs> Blow them out. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's what that's what um I like to see. I, we tried to establish the run a little bit more in the second half. Uh, I felt like they got a little too little little bit more conservative. They definitely took their shots, but uh, with the Saints starting to come back at the end of the game, it got a little scary. It, it got a little scary. I I started to. The sweat a little bit. I had to get my get my rag and wipe the sweat off my face. I mean, we we always do this every single season. We sit there, we play conservative, we play prevent defense, we let everything go across the middle, and they just score in like two minutes on us. And I hate that. That's something that I hate because we're up twenty four points with twelve minutes to go in the fourth quarter, and we let them score two touchdowns with ease. And that is something that I despise. I despise the prevent defense. I despise that they want to get rid of our offensive performance and go out there and play like crap in the fourth quarter. 
every single time we are ahead. And I, I completely agree. And that transitions us right into talking about the defensive performance against New Orleans Saints. Because the first drive, Drew Brees and, and company marched right down the field for seven. And I was like, okay, here we go. So it's, 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 it's going to be one of those days. And so, and it was a long day for the defense. And even though we came out with the W and, it, and the, the win overshadows a little of that defensive performance, but there are some concerns, but I don't think they're as bad as the game outcome was for them. But I also think that there's a lot that they can get better on. What about you? Oh, yeah, there's definitely a lot that the defense can improve on. And with that, Drew Brees tore us apart for 439 yards and three touchdowns. I mean, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer when he retires, so I understand that. But the thing that bothers me is we just kept letting him step up in the pocket and not getting pressure on him. We'd get, I mean, we'd get edge rush, but the edge rush couldn't get there fast enough to where he'd step up into the middle and throw a dart across the middle on us. And that, that's something that we need to improve on. We need to improve on clogging the middle so the quarterback cannot step up in the pocket and we just sack them. We also have to finish. There was a couple times in the game where we actually had Drew Brees dead to rights. And for some reason, he just stepped up and, and evaded the, the sack. And those are opportunities, especially with Drew Brees, who's a quarterback who normally does not take those sacks. You have to take advantage of the opportunity. So I, hopefully they, they work on this week. Once they get to the quarterback, they make the tackle to get the sack so we can all celebrate a, a nice defensive play. But one of the guys who we said was the key to stopping in last Sunday's game was Alvin Kamara, and he torched us. Oh, if, if He torched us in the passing game. Yes, he, he did. He but did. in the run game, we stopped him. We stopped him in the run game. He really didn't get anything going when it came to the run. In the first half, uh, I think they were on him the majority of the times. In the second half, they were down, so they had to throw. So he just run out, run a curl, run across the middle, and get about 20 yards. He tore us up. Um, I think that that's something we do need to worry about is a, a dual option running back. We need to watch them out the backfield because you never know what's going to happen. And we saw it week one against the Saints. Exactly. And then also their other playmaker, Michael Thomas, he torched us for 180 yards and one score. So... We got to make sure that uh, our defensive guys, especially that secondary, they're on their assignments, can, can handle these, these big play playmakers on, on teams because Drew Brees made sure he found his playmakers and took advantage of the matchups. I, I, yeah, I, I agree with that. So, I mean, honestly, I don't think our defense is as bad as they showed, so I don't really want to dive into it because I think it's going to um, average out come this upcoming week and we'll get to see a better picture of what our defense will look like um, for this season. Yeah, with the defense though, Corey, I think that uh, there was parts of the game where we weren't playing aggressive. We were playing very, very conservative, which was allowing Drew Brees to torch them. They, uh, He looked for his target, like you said, he was looking for Kamara and Thomas. They had the majority of the receiving yards from him. Um, I think that fantasy owners, looking at the performance against the Bucks this this last week, they're going to look to have uh, receivers as their number one receivers against our Bucks defense. Oh, fantasy owners love this game. I had Mike Evans on my fantasy team, and I, I was thankful <laughs> for 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 this game. Man, Mike Evans saved the day, got me the W. Um, but but yeah, our, our defense. Um, hopefully, they can. 
uh, against Los Angeles. I thought I tweeted this um, early in the game. I thought they came out soft. S O F capital T soft, and especially that first <laughs> drive when I think it was Quan Alexander that goal line carry for Alvin Kamara. He came and lowered his shoulder, ran right through, lowered the boom. I was like, um, excuse me, that's not. That's not the coin I know. That's not what we want. That's not what I know. That's not Letterilla. That's not him. No, it's not. Exactly. So I'm like, okay, can can we settle down and and, and let's play some football? Because this is not the defense that has improved that I thought this offseason. So um, I, I was I was observing that. But they, they settled in it. They got a couple turnovers. That scoop and score by um, the fumble by uh, Hargreaves caused the fumble. And Justin Evans picked it up for the score. That that was what we needed at that time, and then we also had the the second from Aquan. He made up for that that play in the beginning of the game with the the fumble. Yeah, and, because that was that was a big game by Mike Thomas too. That was a momentum changer because we stopped them. They were going to score again right there, and we lowered the boom, caused the fumble, and picked it up. Exactly, and that was the key to the game. Those two turnovers helped us put the game out of reach. Um, because if they, it would have kept going score for score, the game could have went either way. But with those two turnovers, points off turnovers, it was it allowed us to to get a big enough lead where we could hold off Drew Brees within regulation um, for that game. So I'm I'm really I'm really excited for what the team showed on Sunday for the game. I like what the offense did. I need the defense to improve special teams. Uh, Sean Wilson, he did a great job with the returns that he did. He actually got a couple carries in he, the game. He had one one return, and Dirk Cutter touched on that as well today. That's why Ronald Jones was not active because he's not active in special teams. Sean Wilson is. Wilson's one return got us out to the 30-yard line, which resulted in a score. So Dirk Cutter said it's not about if they're in the doghouse or not with us. It's about who can produce the most for us with the 46 players that we have active. And that's a championship move right there. That's a move I will see a Bill Belichick do as far as with his team personnel. What players are you going to put out there on the field for your game plan that's going to give you the best chance to win? So we continue to do that moving forward. I'm all in. I I want the players out there who's going to help us win the game. We got to win. I, do I want Ronald Jones out there making plays? Of course. He was a second-round piece. He's electric. Well, he was electric in college. We need to see that here in, in the pros. But Yeah, we, we can get him active. We can get him active, but he needs to learn how to pass block, and he needs to uh, contribute on special teams in order for him to be our second-string running back because if he doesn't improve on pass pro, mm-hmm. that is not going to help him in his career, and it's going to look like him as a second-round pick being a bust. Exactly, and I think the best example of that is right on our roster, Peyton Barber. Oh, yeah. Peyton Barber was an undrafted free agent. Exactly. And you look at the blocks that he did against the Saints in pass pro on the third downs. Oh, my. Fitzpatrick had time, and he, he was darting the ball because of our running back blocking. Exactly. So we could continue to develop them, and we have the luxury to develop them because of what we have on our roster. I think this is the first year where I feel comfortable with the depth that we have at positions um, on this team. I mean, there's a, some positions that's still a little skinny at uh, in depth, but we have a lot of depth at different spots on this team that can help us get through uh, these injuries. So let's actually jump into the injury report um, that was posted. Uh, what was significant? Um, that stood out to you, Corey? Well, first off, we all know that Bernard Hargraves III got injured in Sunday's game against New Orleans. So a report came out last night that uh, 
he was going to be out for the season and that he was going to see Dr. James Andrews for a second opinion. BH3 was confirmed today by the Bucks to be going on IR, so it looks like he's going to be out for the season with a torn labrum. He's not even listed on the injury report due to going on IR. On the injury report, something that stands out to me is Jason Pierre-Paul. Jason, P- uh, Jason Pierre-Paul is on the injury report with a knee injury. He spoke about it today with the media, and he said he's fine. It's, it's okay. I'm going to be all right. But who knows? Who knows what the, the coaching staff and the doctors are going to say about it? Yeah, the JPP injury was surprised. I didn't see it on the field. Uh, but hopefully he's A-OK to play. Uh, he does have a couple more days to rest. I think they'll probably put him as questionable going into the game. And hopefully he can get out on the field because we're going to need him um, going against uh, the defending Super Bowl champs. Also, Brent Grimes still is not practicing with the groin injury. I think he'll actually be out for a couple more weeks because groin injuries are something that lingers and take time to heal. So, And, and we really need him right now, but we, at the same time, you don't want to rush him back, especially at his age with, with that type of injury. And then Deshaun Jackson, um, I actually will be uh, would vote that he doesn't play as well because of the concussion. Uh, I don't think he will make it out of concussion protocol. We also need to know what's going on with his shoulder, but I think he'll probably be out this week. And that's okay. You know why? Because we have depth at wide receiver. We do have depth. And like you said, we have depth. So if if need be, we can have Justin Watson be active. And it's the offense would still flow because we have that wide receiver depth. Exactly. In the curious case of Vita Vea, he's still hurt with that, with that calf injury. Uh, it is what it is. Hopefully we can see him soon on the field. They can start easing him in because we do need that rotation at the defensive tackle spot. But until he gets healthy, we won't know. Uh, so with the Philadelphia Eagles, we have uh, some big names on their their injury report. But we already knew coming in. Carson Wentz, Alshon Jeffrey, both will not play um, in this game. And that's just fine with us because that helps our chances of winning. Um, yeah, two playmakers right there that we're not going to have to deal with. Yeah, that's, those are huge playmakers that we're not going to have to deal with. So it increases our chances at uh, getting this W for the home opener. I know our guys will be super excited for the first home game and to get out there and show our crowd that week one is the norm, that they're going to come out and they're going to play the team to the strengths of the team and punch the other team in the mouth. That's what yeah. I want to see. I do too. And looking at their injury report as well, you notice that their uh, backup running back, Darren Sproles, is listed as limiting in participation with a hamstring injury. Hamstring injuries also can linger, so he may be doubtful to play on Sunday. So that's going to be something to keep an eye on as well. Yes, yes, that is something to keep an eye on because he is a playmaker. He will make plays not only in the running game but also special teams as a, as a returner uh, for, for their unit. So, let's get into key matchups for, for Sunday's game. Uh, this is a game most people had marked on their calendars. A lot of game people wanted to make sure they come to. Um, not only is it the season opener for the Bucks' home schedule, but the Eagles are the defending world champions. And they're coming to our house. We get to host them. And we get a chance to show the rest of the league, once again, like we did in week one, that we can play with the big boys. This is a big boy game. And they got to put the big boy pants on. 
So what key matchups are you looking forward to for this upcoming matchup? What I'm looking forward to is Jay Ajayi against our run, our run defense. Our run defense, like we touched on earlier, stopped the run in New Orleans. And as of this moment, after we won, they're the number one run defense in the NFL. But looking mm. at Jay Ajayi, he had two touchdowns against the Falcons in week one. So that's something that we're going to have to watch and make sure we clog the middle so he can't get out and score on us. That's going to be a huge matchup because uh, J.H.I., he, he will be able to – he's going to find a couple creases, but if we can just limit him and limit their ground attack, that will play a huge role in helping our defense make some stops and I hope, some key stops um, in the game because I, I I just feel like we're going to give up big plays um, in the game. There's going to be times where plays will be, will be given up, especially starting rookie cornerbacks in the secondary. But if we can we can limit it, get a couple turnovers, I think uh, it can help us out. I really want to see Fitz Magic and our wide receiver versus the Eagles defense. I want to see if our wide receivers, even if Deshaun does not play, uh, we still got our number two receiver, B, our number two B receiver, Chris Godwin, in the game. And then I, I also like what we did last week with O.J. Howard, getting O.J. Howard matched up because they tried to put a – Linebacker on OJ Howard didn't work. Then they try to put a defensive back on OJ Howard didn't work. So let's line OJ Howard up in the slot. Line OJ Howard up outside. Put Chris Godwin in the slot. Move these weapons around and let them go. Show the world once again that they could dominate and win the one-on-one matchups. Yeah, we have the versatility, like you said, OJ Howard out there on different positions against the linebackers and the DBs. He's he's big. He's he's got a six five frame. He's also muscular. He's fast. You can't keep up with him, even though he's so big. So that's something like you said. I want to see how our receiving core does against their DBs because they have some big names in their in their secondary that we're going to be watching to see how we match up with them. Exactly, and there's opportunity there, especially for Mike Evans. How Julio Jones dominated their secondary in the um, opening game of the season. Mike Evans should have that same dominant day going against um, their secondary, especially with the weapons that we have to to give him those opportunities. So I'll look for um, fantasy alert. I will look for Mike Evans to have another big day (laughs) this upcoming week. So if you have him, start him. Uh, I don't see why you wouldn't, but uh, definitely start Mike Evans uh, this upcoming week. And I also think with the the trenches as well, uh, I want to hopefully our offensive line can can hold up on their one-on-one matchups it's going to be a crucial week because the eagles they don't have like an elite pass rusher but they have a lot of guys who get after it and they have a rotation where they're going to keep guys fresh and keep guys coming at you for the full 60 minutes so i want to see if our week one um offensive line explosion wasn't a fluke i hope they they come out ready to play and can protect fitz magic and let him deliver deliver some um touchdown passes to our to our weapons like you said the trenches that's definitely a top five front seven so we got to see exactly what our guys in the trenches are going to do to be able to keep them out of the backfield from getting to Fitzmagic. if we keep them away then i believe that we'll see the same exact results as we saw last week yeah i I believe so too because if as long as there's one-on-one matchups i trust in our guys to win one-on-one matchups against anybody so if that's going to be the case, if they give us one-on-one matchups and we have the time to deliver those plays, I see us winning this game um, with our offense once again. Yeah, definitely. I would see us 
It may be a shootout again, but our offense would deliver if we give him enough time and uh, pass protection to deliver it to our receivers, like you said, and our weapons. Um, one more thing before we move on from here. The big matchup that I want to see is Ronald Darby and Mike Evans. When Ronald Darby was on Julio Jones, Julio barely did anything week one. But when it was Julio on the other side against Jalen Mills, that's when he got his big numbers. So that's something we're going to have to watch wherever Mike Evans lines up and who he's going to line up against. I think Mike Evans is licking his chops because he, he got his revenge against Marshawn Lattimore. Marshawn was talking crazy cash online and after last season because he thought he got the best of Mike Evans, which he did. Mike Evans lost his cool uh, last season against him, and uh, Mike was definitely ready to, to come to play. So I expect him to be ready for this game. And I think, too, he's, he's out this season to show that he's a top five receiver in, this, in the league. I think he wants to show his dominance and that, you know, the organization that they paid him at the time as the highest paid receiver, that he's going to play like the number one receiver in the league. So I'm excited to, to see that matchup, too. So I will keep my eye out on Darby versus Evans. Uh, let's go into who are you watching um, on the field? Like who who's going to stand out when you're watching the game casually um, this Sunday? Quarterback play. That is what I'm looking for. I'm looking at both of the quarterbacks. I'm looking at Nick Foles against our secondary. Last week against the Falcons, he only threw for 117 yards, no touchdowns, and one interception. But the field conditions may have played into that. He also has a 2-0 record against us, so we got to watch out for him in this system. And we were talking about Fitzpatrick earlier. He tore up the Saints defense for 417 yards. I want to see exactly how he matches up with their secondary. Yeah, the quarterback play is gonna be is gonna be huge in this game, and also once again limiting turnovers uh, for 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 the Bucks offense that will be will be huge as well. If we can get Nick Foles into turning the ball over a few times, that will help us in securing the the victory. One of the the positions I'm going to look for is actually the linebacker position, especially with JJ running the ball. I want to see if our linebacker is going to come out soft again in this game, or are they going to come out fired up, ready to put a hat on a hat and get after it? Because what they started out in New Orleans, we can't have that starting out with the, the Philadelphia Eagles. We don't want to put ourselves in that position again. So I want to see if they're flying around making plays and um, stuff in the run game, because if that's the case, then we're going to have a great opportunity at, at winning this game. Yeah, like you said, the linebackers are something to watch. I'm looking for them, like you said, to not be soft and come out aggressive. I think that being our first game at home, the crowd is going to play into that. They're going to be hyped. They're going to be ready to go. So I think we're going to see a more aggressive Quan Alexander and Levante David this week. And like I said earlier, if Darren Sproles can't go, then they really don't have a dual threat option out of the backfield. So you're not going to have to watch for pass catch and running back. You're just going to have to watch for a Jai to run. Exactly. And another key matchup, what is what's going to be key for for this game is the coaching matchup. Um, our our coaching staff versus the Eagles coaching staff. Who's going to outcoach uh, the other organizations? So I'm looking forward to Todd for Todd Monken to to have another excellent play calling game on the offensive end and we're going to need Mike Smith to step up on a defensive end and that's I think that's what it might come down to uh, this upcoming Sunday so we got to make sure 
Uh, we, we pay attention to how that chess match will work out and with Coach Carter, how he's going to manage this game and put our team in position to be successful. Each and every week it comes down to the coaching matchup. So it all depends. The players go out and play, but in reality, it's behind the scenes. It's what the coaches are telling the players to do. So like you said, you want to see what Todd Monken and Mike Smith will have drawn up against the Eagles. Uh, what I want to see Mike Smith do, since we are very thin at cornerback, I want to see him use them to their strengths. I want to see him have Carlton Davis play in press coverage and not 7 to 10 yards off. We're going to have Ryan Smith play on the outside, so I want to see him have Ryan Smith in press coverage because Ryan Smith has the speed to keep up with a receiver. But if we're playing them 7 to 10 yards, then they're backpedaling trying to keep up with them instead of running stride for stride with them. So it's all going to fall on Mike Smith. I'm not really worried about Todd Monkin because we saw last week and throughout the preseason exactly what he could do. I, I feel you there. I feel you. I feel you on that as well. So it's going to be an exciting game. Uh, unfortunately, I will not be able to go see the game live. Work has killed my vibe for this season. I will have to work this upcoming Sunday, so I will not be able to to watch the game um, live at the stadium. I'll be able to watch it from from home, but I won't be there live to cheer on cheer on the organization. But it should be a fun one this Sunday. It's always a fun one when you have the defending champions uh, coming into your home. Hopefully next season we can say we are the defending champ. We got other people coming to our home, <laughs> and we're getting that going around um, the league. But it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one, and hopefully we can come out 2-0. Two, two oh. You know, it's one week at a time, and hopefully we can come out this game um, undefeated 2-0, and oh, a win against a division rival, and then come back this week and win against an NFC opponent. That will put us in great position. Uh, going into the rest of the season. Yeah, like you said, um, winning this game is huge. you got the defending champions coming into your house. If we go 2-0, and we're going to start turning heads around the league because people counted us out. Oh, we're going to go 1-15, and 2-14 this year. If we go 2-0, and then anything's possible. We're going into the Monday night football game against the Steelers, very hyped up. That place is going to be rocking that night. Tony Dungy is going to be getting in the ring of honor. So it's going to be hyped, especially if we win this game against the Eagles. What are your predictions for this game? For this game, I predict I predict that it will be high scoring as well. I predict that we will win this game 33-24. to 24. Hmm. That's, a, that's an interesting number. Well, I'm yep. wondering where that 33 is coming from. Maybe maybe Chandler Catanzaro is going to miss an extra point. Maybe we're kicking three field goals. Who knows? A couple field but, goals. Uh, couple field goals. I'm going to go with I'm going to go with 27 to 17 Tampa Bay, and we start the year two and zero and set the tone. And I think that's going to be huge for this team because it's a confidence builder. You keep winning. You keep winning. A winning culture brings the fans in, and when the fans come in. It helps the players. It motivates them. It gets them rowdy, ready to go. So if we win this game, look out, NFL. Definitely. Hey, so we're going to wrap things up here. Uh, we want to make sure you guys get the information that you need. If you guys have questions, if you guys um, want to know anything about the, the podcast or our thoughts on the game, and make sure you follow us on Twitter. Um, I'll give you my ad again. It's at Corey J. S C O R E Y. J863. Corey, could you provide your Twitter handle again? At Corey underscore Hayes 407. Corey C O R Y Hayes H A Y S 407. 
with this podcast. It will be going up on iTunes and SoundCloud. Make sure you like and subscribe and share and tell all the Bucks fans. And we will interact with you on Twitter. We love talking with our fans because this podcast is for the fans, by the fans. And that'll do it. We'll see you guys next week. Go Bucks. Go Bucks, baby.